us is a couple new songs to sing. But every song about Christmas has been done. It's already a thing. Hey everyone, it's me. It's Jake from Pop Culture Failure, and that's Sky. I'm Sky. Also from the podcast that you know called Pop Culture Failure, but we're here with something different. Our um, limited series podcast called Pop Culture Fa-La-La. It's a pop culture podcast about Christmas carols, right? Yeah, I, uh, that's how you pitched it to me. Uh, I sure did. <laughs> I would be very surprised if it was something else, but you're editing, so who gives a shit? That's true. So today's song is about uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Almost every one of these podcasts is just going to be, well, a Jewish fellow wrote a Christmas song to make money. <laughs> That's the story of all the Christmas songs that aren't about Jesus. Um, also, a fair amount of the story of Christmas, I would bet. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, a lot of the things we know about Christmas come from these songs, <laughs> uh, which you'll see today as we explore Santa Claus is coming to town. So it's not a chicken or egg scenario? It's it's a, it's a who needed money scenario. Neat. So the story begins with Haven Gillespie Sky. Okay. He's a fella from Kentucky who was kind of poor, so he would take jobs doing Were what he could. they related to my math teacher Mrs. Gillespie? That's very possible. Okay. Uh she unfortunately is dead now, okay. so I cannot ask her. Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Christmas, I'll get you a Ouija board. All right. <laughs> we can finally settle this. Um, this question that's been burning for a total of 30 seconds. He uh he, I didn't mean to make light of her death. I'm sorry. You didn't know, I don't think. Did I didn't. <laughs> I knew. I work at that school. That's yeah. how I know stuff. She was very old when I had her, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she was nice. I don't remember if she was nice, but it might just be because I hated math class. Yeah, well, math is terrible. Anyway, Haven Gillespie, uh, not related to Mrs. Gillespie, I that you know since He took jobs as typists and stuff. But his passion, much like us with our day jobs, but we come here to podcast because we want to entertain. He was an entertainer. He'd write songs and, and things and perform vaudeville skits because it was that sort of time. It was the uh, turn of the century. Mm. And uh, he never really had a hit until 1911 with the song uh, that um, you know and love, Drifting and Dreamin'. Your favorite oh, of course. song, Drifting and Dreamin'. I actually may have heard that. Oh, Is that a jazz piece? I have no idea. Okay. It sounds no, like it's uh, a jazz piece. I don't think so because he was a lyricist. He wrote ah. like songs. He that's basically what he did. He would perform like on the side and had a few hits, but he was always he always wherever he was at, he would um fill in as a as a, a typesetter and typist to keep his union card. Did he mind his P's and Q's? Uh I don't see how he couldn't, Sky. <laughs> They take your union, work. <laughs> yeah, they take your union card if, if you don't. So we did that for a long time, and there was a fella whose name was Eddie Cantor. He had a, a radio show. He also was a vaudeville actor, as everyone was at that time. Sure. But, That's uh, easy work. Just got to fall down some. Yeah, exactly. He, he was an entertainer before the Great Depression, and then no one had any money for entertainment during the Great Depression. But afterwards, he, he was one of the people who managed to still be popular, so he got a radio show. And... Back in the 30s, that was how you knew you made it. You got a radio show. Just like, we've made it having an internet radio show, Sky. <laughs> Huzzah. And so he went to his publicist, his his guy, and he's like, you got it. You gots to get me a song. So Spot on imp- impersonation. Yeah, that's. I don't remember the guy's name. I think it's, uh, hold on. It's Dizzy right Gillespie. Here. No, that's a different man. Um, Bruno Mars. <laughs> hold on. I have his name here. It, uh, Joel Schumacher. Keep just keep naming people until I find out. 
I'll start at the beginning. Adam. Every and- <laughs> everyone you say makes it harder for me to to find the name. <laughs> Feist. George Bush. It was, okay. it was Feist. Is like, Leo Feist? Feist knows Haven Gillespie, and he so he calls up Haven Gillespie and is like, "I know you write some songs, and people like your songs. Why don't you write me a Christmas song?" Because back then everyone wanted to cash in on the Christmas cow, not like today, you know. Right. They also talked with, with that uh, newsreel voice. Yeah, the transatlantic accent. Watch out for that, Hitler. He's a bad egg. They had to do that because there was no bass in the in the radio, so they had to talk a little higher so their voice wouldn't get lost mm. in, in the radio. That's a, that's a thing. I looked it up. Night. I tried to say nice and neat at the same time and said night. <laughs> night. Which is a new thing that I'm starting. This guy just said night and went to bed. <laughs> At the same time, this Leo Feist asked Haven Gillespie to write the song. He found out that his brother died in Kentucky, so he was sad, so he was remembering Sky. Mm-hmm. He was remembering what it was like to be a youngster in Kentucky with his brother. Sure. And uh, also thinking about this Christmas song that he didn't want to write <laughs> because his brother was dead. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking back, and he's like, oh, the Christmases were nice. And he was thinking about the things his mom told him when he was a youngster about Santa and his mom was the one who was like, Hey, don't be a shithead cause Santa's watching. <laughs> and that's how she would keep her kids in line at Christmas time. Nice. And he remembered that. And he, <laughs> he so he jotted some lines down on a, <clears throat> on an envelope on the subway and he brought it to his friend, John Frederick Coots, who is the, whose names are great. Yeah. Well, they're all old timey. Yes. Leo Feist, John <laughs> Frederick Coots. It's great. They all sound like monarchs in an <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. So Coots helped him write the, the music. The that He wrote that. And so they brought it in Leo Feist. And then mm-hmm. Leo Feist gave it to Cantor. And Cantor was like, this song sucks. <laughs> but his wife liked it. And she was like, you should probably sing it. And, you know, wives are right. Mm-hmm. And so he sang it on Thanksgiving in 1934. And it was an instant hit. And here is the original recording of Eddie Cantor singing on his radio show. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a weird intro that no one sings anymore. I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus to see what I could see. He took me to his workshop and told his plan to me. So you better watch out, you better not cry, you better intro. not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're away. The rest of it's pretty much the same. Yeah. But you get the point. It's old-timey. Yeah. This was probably my favorite Christmas carol as a kid. Because you were always good, for goodness sake. Well, I mean, there is that. But also, like when you're a kid, you don't realize how incredibly creepy all of these words are. Oh, yeah. In the order a, they are. Yeah, there's a whole... Uh, I was reading about the nanny state, basically, that it, <laughs> it, it, that it uh, insinuates exists. Uh-huh. And that there's no law dictating Santa's actions. <laughs> He's just a rogue. Well, he's he, he lives in international waters. It's true. <laughs> I'm uh, watching you. I see everything you do always. <laughs> don't fuck up. I don't. I might kill you in your sleep. I don't like when nobody you, will find me. I don't like when you whisper ever. I'll be at the North Pole. 
I'll have your heart on my mantle. That's where the bad kids go. So all of that, all of that nonsense that you're talking about about Santa Claus, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Mm-hmm. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness' sake. All that was stuff that Haven Gillespie's mom <laughs> had just blackmailed her kid with. Yeah, casually threatened him with as a child, and was like, "You're not going <laughs> to fucking presents if you stop." Let's stop being an asshole. Well, I mean, that is a solid like thing to teach your kid regardless. I right, mean, you don't, don't be need, an asshole or you don't get anything. Yeah, you don't need a magical figure. You should just say, I'm not buying you shit if you're a dick. So we wrote it in the song, and that's now part of you know the lure of Santa Claus, which sure. is, is neat. The, you know, it goes on, and the, there's a couple parts that don't always make it into recorded versions. Mm-hmm. The with little tin horns and little toy drums, Rudy Toot Toots and Rummy Tum Tums, Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. And curly-haired dolls that toddle and coo, elephants, boats, and kitty cars too, Santa Claus is coming to town. Basically, it's just a, a bunch of lists of things that Santa's coming with. But gross. that... <laughs> Did you say gross? Yes. <laughs> I don't need to envision Santa coming. Well, no one asked you to. You uh, did. I didn't. You just announced that he was. I just didn't. But the the genesis of this podcast is that verse, the curly-haired dolls that toddle and coo. In the Jackson 5 version, Michael Jackson apparently didn't know that the word was toddle and coo, mm-hmm. and he says toodle and coo, <laughs> and it drove me insane last Christmas. <laughs> uh, so I started paying a lot more attention to the actual words in Christmas songs, mm-hmm. and, and then I started telling Sky we should do a podcast, and here we mm-hmm. are a year later. <laughs> Well, to be fair, when Michael Jackson sang that, he was probably, what, six? Yeah, and his his dad probably didn't teach him to read because he was busy forcing him into show business. Right, and whipping him with a belt. Here's, here's uh, that version, though. It's got a lot more energy to it. Uh, yeah. As everything past 1940 <laughs> I mean, that's how big Michael Jackson was. Yeah. Well, he's black, so I have no idea how old he could be. Well, he's littler than everyone else. <laughs> sure. How much of this song can we play before we're sued? I believe it's like 10 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> I could be mistaken. But also, we're not making any money, so sue all you want. You're not getting anything. <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, at worst, we'll just have to take it down. Yeah, and then I can email you if you want it. <laughs> you, the listener. So obviously, there are a buttload of different uh, recordings of it. It was recorded Naturally. in a time when a lot of the money was made selling sheet music, which is quaint as fuck. <laughs> That's one of the things that I, I I learned about it was how much like the demand for sheet music. Well, playing by uh, ear wasn't invented until 1984. It became a, an instant hit with orders of 500,000 copies of sheet music <laughs> sold within 24 hours. Neat. So, you know, put that feather in your cap. Well, I was going to say everyone has recorded a version of this, but none of my favorite Christmas albums have a, a version of this. I checked them all first. Yeah. The She and Him Christmas album, Zoe Deschanel's Christmas album, mm-hmm. they don't do it. Uh, Brian Setzer doesn't do a version of it. Really? He has a something sim- called similar to Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but it's not Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's like Santa's rock. <laughs> the Krampus is Coming to City. Something like that. Supposed to see Brian Setzer last night. He's dying, so canceled his tour. Well, he's a very so old that man. sucks. But Kenny G does. Of course, thought he you'd does. be into that. 
Uh, Dolly Parton has a version. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, probably uh, Reba McIntyre's version of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. I just like Reba as a person. <laughs> she, uh, you know how, like, when you listen to a, a star from, like, say London, and they sing, and their accent, their accent is gone. I wish that was the case with Southern artists. <laughs> I think they do that on purpose. I, yeah, she's definitely playing it up. What about the California Raisins, Sky? I'm cool with them. You have no particular beef with the California Raisins. They don't. We squashed it years ago. This intro is kind of upsetting. Yeah, it is. It sounds like they're about to commit a crime. <laughs> they're probably doing raisin stuff. Hanging out in a box. Yeah. Now that's a soulful raisin. Sure it is. This is bad. Better stop it or the uh, council for raising awareness is going to do it. What I'm going to do is I will probably post a link with all of these different versions on it. (laughs) If anyone wants to exclusively listen to (laughs) Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Can you just make a playlist on your Spotify and share that? That's exactly what I was going. Okay. I'm going to post that link. I will probably also just make a Christmas playlist that is good. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be the pop culture follow-up playlist for the year so uh, you can check that out if you don't want to listen to 19 different versions of santa claus is coming to town <laughs> but sky so the song very successful mm-hmm. made uh, gillespie a shitload of money he was never able to write another song that would m- be as popular making this much money and sure. luckily he wrote it after his brother died remembering his brother so it that's always nice. made him sad oh anytime that's he heard less it. sad yeah. That's less nice. Yeah. So uh, he he wasn't super excited that that was his big hit. <laughs> um, in 1970, of course, you know, Rankin Bass that's, made... That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, they made the stop motion animation movie. Uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. It takes basically the plot of the song and expands on it quite a bit. I would assume so. There's not uh, a lot of meat on those bones. <laughs> nope. Um, Other than Santa's watching. He's in in watching. the movie, Santa is... Uh, he's abandoned sure by... His, I'll kill you. His parents... Stop it. I'm going to make a stocking out of your skin. This guy's writing a Christmas hit right here in front of us, everyone. Make sure to be good. Don't become a stocking. That's where all your organs go. Just let me know when you're done. (laughs) I think I'm done. (laughs) So, baby Santa. And make eggnog. God damn it. With your blood. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Baby Santa is, is is abandoned on the doorsteps of... I feel like I've seen this one. You probably have. It's not great. Burger Meister, Meister Burger. Or maybe it's Meister Burger, Burger Meister. I don't know. I guess that was funny at the time. So when that guy... It? that it, it, 70s, you said? It's 1970, yeah. Yeah, so they're pretty high when they wrote it. Oh, for sure. You've, you've completely derailed my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. The Burger Meister finds Baby Santa. He's got a name tag that says claws on it. He's like, kill this baby. <laughs> 
his his flunky doesn't want to do that, so he loses him after being scared by a wizard in the in the cold. Naturally, and then uh, baby Santa gets raised by elves. Of course, the original toy makers to the king, the first toy makers of the king, they sing about it. Then uh, he finds out that the children want toys, and he gives them children some toys. And from there, he's like, "I really like giving kids some toys." And he meets a lady. Her name's Jessica. That's Mrs. Claus's first name. Is it Jessica Claus? Oh, the elf's last name is Kringle. That's where he gets Chris Kringle. His name's Chris Kringle. Ah, but the Burgermeister hates. From. He hates toys because he tripped on a duck at the bottom of some stairs and broke his leg. Oh so he, my God! He like out- in Home Alone, he outlaws toys, and so Santa has to secretly bring toys. So then he tells kids, "Hey, be nice and be good, and I'll bring you some toys." You see, like in the song. Mm-hmm. And then the Burgermeister makes it illegal, so he has to do it at night on Christmas Eve, which is the the night which has the most love in it, Sky. Oh, of course. Yeah. and uh, has nothing to do with the, uh, the the equinox. I think it has or to no, do with Baby Jesus. Or no, it doesn't. It's Jesus. the solstice, actually. I think, you're, I think you're confusing solstices with Baby Jesus mm. again. Nope. But anyway, that's so he, he, he delivers toys to more and more children, and then he, you know, eventually goes around the world and he moves to the North Pole and... That's the that's the movie Santa Claus is coming to town. There's a penguin in it. His name is Topper. <laughs> of course. There's a there's all of this a, makes sense so far. There's a winter wizard. He's the one who teaches the reindeer to fly. Oh, that's yeah. nice and of him. Pretty much all the bases are covered. If you're like, I wonder how Santa got so and so. Well, it's it'll explain it in this movie. You know, watch it once if you've never seen it. I feel like Rankin Bass like continued making films and such, and like the most recent one. I feel like Santa fights like a, a snow wizard with like an axe or something. I could be misremembering that. There is a snow wizard in this one. Okay. I don't remember if he attacks him with an axe or not. I know it, it was a much later version because the animation was com- like basically completely different. Oh, okay. A lot more smooth. Like a Leica feature. Well, yeah. So that's the that's the movie Santa Claus is Coming to Town based on the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Coots uh, and Gillespie, based on the very real death of some man's brother. Yeah, based on the lies his mother told him after, <laughs> and then he remembered after the death of his brother. That is the weird origin of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Sky. That's rough. Yeah, well, you said this was your favorite Christmas song as a child. What's your favorite <clears throat> now? Uh, the Elf's Lament by Bernicaladies and Mike Bublé. That's fair. Um, that's one that there's only one version of, so we probably won't be doing uh, a podcast (laughs) on that. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I have some memories from when we lived in Chicago, like, and we moved when I was three, so there's not a lot of memories, but I remember distinctly trying to sing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, and my sister kept being a jerk and saying over me, I think singing Jingle Bells. So I ran and hid in the stairwell to sing the song to completion, so I could get it out of my head or whatever. And she found me and sang over me. Jenny's a real bitch. Yep. <laughs> I remember it making me cry. So I ha- I was probably <laughs> like three at the time. Maybe two or three. Have it's you one just of the- been waiting 30 years to tell me about this? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just need to, I at just least need to 15. <laughs> uh, actually, no. We've known each other longer than that. This is not the place to do math, Sky. This is a place to celebrate the love of Santa watching us. <laughs> it's well, more like 19. Uh, my favorite Christmas song, I think, is, is Sleigh Ride, which is the one we're going to do next week. Sweet. Yeah, so that one's pretty great. Keep an eye out on our Twitters for links to 
uh, those playlists and join us next week when we take a look at the the sordid history of sleigh ride we go for a nice gentle sleigh ride through uh but without the lyrics because the lyrics aren't aren't good but the fucking uh boston pops version that is tight we'll get into the lyrics next week nah we don't have to i I know that's the whole thing yeah that's like that's my shtick here man (laughs) Uh, Hillary Duff does a pretty good version of it. What? Hillary Duff does a pretty good version of it. I have literally said this week to my wife, Hillary Duff's version is the best version <laughs> of Slay Ride. <laughs> uh, uh, is Stay Frosty's a little too on the nose for this? I think it's our it's our sign off. Stay Frosty. <laughs> uh, happy holidays. That's happy that's Honda nothing. Days. Happy Toyotathon. Right. Trucktober. <laughs> no, that's next year. Yeah. Uh, Trucktober came and went. We done missed it. We'll, we'll get it. All right. Uh, stay frosty, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. No stockings on the shelves. No Santa's Mary elves. Not another song about bells. Why are there so many songs about bells? Are you ready, Sky? I am ready. He is ready. Dear everyone... No, that's awful. <laughs> Twas th- several weeks before Christmas. That's it. <laughs>